Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, horsemen, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politic and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. Welcome back to the underground. Uh, Hope you guys are doing well. We're going to be changing some stuff up here this week. Uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and and talk about it, and then, Joseph, I'll let you shill for the the ways that people can help support us. Um, So Joseph and I have been doing some talking and taking a little bit of feedback from some people who've been listening to the show, um, and we didn't want to hurt the quality of what we're doing by necessarily reducing uh, the episode to an hour. But we also understand that people's attention spans aren't always, what would you say, capable of sitting down and listening to something for two and a half hours. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, It's tough. Just don't have the time as well Mm -hmm. because of everything else they give their time to. So it's like, you know, how can, again, you know, we're getting better episode by episode, but you know, uh, the pit, again, it comes back down to value, which we'll get into that later. Yes. And so what we're planning on doing and, uh, Joseph and I have spent probably about two weeks trying to figure this out is that, uh, we're still going to record an entire episode on Monday and I have some plans eventually to have it, uh, streaming on that Monday. So if people want to tune in that day to, to, to watch us record live, uh, they'll be able to do that hopefully in the next few weeks once I figure out all the uh, the possible issues that, that that come along with trying to stream something. Uh, but if that's not your thing and you want to just listen to the show on your own time, you'll be able to do that. But we're going to be splitting it up into two episodes. So there'll be two episodes a week. They're each going to be about an hour long. And we're going to cover more socially expedient topics uh, on the episode that'll come out Tuesday, since that's the stuff that generally we want to be able to get out to people so that they they kind of, you know, it's at least somewhat keeping up with the news cycle. Mm-hmm. And then the Thursday episode is going to be more entertainment based. So that's where we'll talk about reviews of things that we've been watching or. Um, oh, yes. Or sports, because I was going to tell you. Sports. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing. <laughs> Yay, sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we do fighting sometimes. Right, right, I right, wanted right. to do I was going to talk to you about doing like a college football and NFL segment, but it's just uh a guy screaming if uh my team loses that week, uh the, the, the previous week or a guy yelling, you know, uh happily if my team wins that week and that's it. It's just like a one second. <laughs> I need <laughs> a, a sports review. I need to yeah, find or, yeah, ah. I, I need to find a clip of someone going sports or something like that. That'll be fun. Yeah, so obviously this stuff will kind of be changing and evolving as we uh, you know have the ability to to kind of work a little bit more with this. So, uh, we hope you guys like uh, what we're planning on doing and I also have 
some plans for making the YouTube content a little more um, uh, engaging, if you will, just mm-hmm. from from the sense of it's not just going to be two talking heads that you can sit and watch on uh, on YouTube if you prefer it in those like bite size. I'm actually going to try to really put a little bit of extra editing. Uh, behind what we're doing so uh, that will be coming as soon as I can uh, stop being as lazy about it so uh, Joseph why don't you let everybody know if they'd like to support the show what they can do so we employ with our podcast a value for value system and essentially what that is is whatever value you're receiving from us that you believe you're receiving from us you can donate that in the form of your time, your talent, or treasure. So treasure will obviously be uh, American dollars or crypto donations, which you can uh, now do through our PayPal account that you can find in the show notes. Uh, There's also uh, your talent and your time. And so that can be if you want to send us articles or videos from news agencies or whatnot of topics you want us to cover or that you found was interesting or funny, uh, you can send that to us and you can also donate by, you know, doing audio editing, video editing, whatever you can even think of. If you want to do art for our podcast, anything and everything, just whatever value you're getting from us, you can give, uh, you know, monetarily wise, if you feel like it's worth $50 or $500, anything that you think, you know, because our goal is to, build up a base to where we're not relying on advertisers, only our consumers. And so the other thing, uh, if you want to, if you support us, you like what we're doing, the best thing that you can do is share our podcast, share it on social media. Also like and comment, engage with us. It helps us with the algorithm to on YouTube and elsewhere to help get it to reach more people. And then also we just enjoy the dialogue in which we've had with people, uh, recently. So, that's what you can do. And also, if you can download the episodes, that will also really help us to kind of gauge how many people are listening. It's not the best measurement, but it's the only measurement we have. And that's pretty, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The The downloading thing is just there because then I, I have a better idea of how many people are actually listening and if the, the community is growing and mm-hmm. – um, you know, obviously we're kind of split up just because we're doing, I, I know some people that specifically do YouTube stuff and <laughs> I had one person, uh, he asked me, he's like, Hey, did you guys stop doing the podcast? And I was like, what? And he's like, I haven't gotten any updates on YouTube recently. And I was like, bro, we do it every week. I just haven't had time to put stuff on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So again, I was like, you need to download you it. Caleb want to manage our social media. If you want to, uh, uh, run our YouTube and, and help us with editing, that would be great because it takes a ton of time to do that stuff. Yeah. So uh, those are those are the ways, and uh, we're just gonna go ahead and jump into it so we can see if we can get this first section done in in an hour. Um, Let's do it. All right. So uh, we're gonna start out just like we did last week with uh, a goofy sort of clip of um, something that happened at a town hall meeting a couple weeks ago where uh, they got uh, the, <laughs> if you guys remember <laughs> the, um, what was it, Joseph, the um, We Too Low uh, clip yes. that we played from a couple weeks ago. This is in a, a similar vein to that. So uh, we're just going to, we're going to play this real quick. Let me, uh, so this is a town hall meeting. So you, the first part of this is just a lady finishing up her, her talk. You guys work for us in, in, in this 
uh, environment, you answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. Sulk, Sook, <laughs> Mahidik. <laughs> Sook, Mahidik. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. Eileen Dover. Eileen <laughs> Dover. Don Kiddick. Don Kiddick. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> Dude, that's the best. Wayne one. Kerr. <laughs> Okay, so obviously someone was playing a prank on uh, on these guys, and uh, <laughs> man, I just don't know how how they didn't read those ahead of time, or or even as you're reading them, like Wayne Kerr and, is yeah. Wayne Kerr here? <laughs> like Wayne, I, oh crap, I, that guy. I leaned over like that one in particular at some point, you know, or like even Phil McCracken, like, come on, man. Have you ever met any, come on. Like, oh gosh. I mean, to be honest, it's what a lot of these, like, this is what happens in a lot of these places, especially it's happening in Virginia a lot where uh, these like low level bureaucrats are getting too much power. And it's like those little bits of just like, oh man, yeah. Hey man, you see someone's character when they get power. Yep. And and it, mind you, even if it's just a little bit of power, right? What is it? Um, absolute cra- power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But um, power also attracts the corruptible. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, you look at. Uh, I, even uh, I was listening to podcast with Tom Woods uh, this past week, which was really good. He had Thomas Massey on, uh, yep. who I've never really. Oh yes, yeah. It, it and I'd never really My like. Boy, <laughs> I'd never listened to, <laughs> to to Mr. Massey before or Congressman Massey, whatever. And uh, it was really interesting. I didn't realize at one point he goes, "Yeah, he's like I." That you know, he was talking about all the stuff that had happened with Rona last year, and how Congress was saying that oh, we're just going to send Nancy Pelosi, and he said like one other Congressperson um, to the House in order to pass like a, a trillion dollar budget thing, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. And Tom uh, Thomas Massey was like, uh, no, uh, in the face of this, we still need to meet and pass this. We, yeah, this can't absolutely. be some. We can't give Nancy Pelosi the power to pass uh, a two point eight trillion dollar bill or whatever the case it may be. Um, and no, no matter what you think of the federal government or whatever, I, I think he kind of, kind of proved a little bit of his character at that point. And it was also really funny because he's like, "Yeah, Trump was really pissed at me, and I sent him to voicemail three times." <laughs> yes, he was. I was like, he "My boy." <laughs> he called him out. He came. He came out against and, him. And um, apparently, it's, just, it's so funny. Go ahead. Uh, and then he goes, "Yeah." And then John Kerry called me a bad word, and he's like, "But I don't want to say it because I don't want to get like 
uh, something to happen to your podcast or whatever. And I was like, what did John Kerry call him that he would think that would happen? And he just called him an a-hole. I was like, yep. oh, that's that's way like, it's like all right. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, tame. How dare he make us do our job? Yeah. Um, yeah, Trump too. Uh, so it, it just kind of speaking of, you know, I I don't know Thomas Massey. I mean, the dude could turn like actually be a, a massive turd. But at least from the no, interview that not. he. Yeah. I mean, at least from the interview that he had with uh, with Tom Woods. And I don't think Tom Woods would have him on if 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 Woods thought that he was, you know, as corrupted as a lot of these other guys are. Thomas um, Massey is right up there with Ron Paul. Um Politician wise, he's a solid libertarian. He runs on the Republican banner, but he's a libertarian. Yeah. And uh, it's solid like Rand Paul as well. But I would put Thomas Massey above Rand Paul for me. And super brilliant and smart guy, very coherent, reasonable, well thought out. Again, very much for individual liberty and protecting everyone's liberty. Mm. That's the main thing. So. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, and that's a great really seg- like a great segue because thinking of per- uh, speaking of personal liberty, I wanted to just mention this uh, because this is the kind of story that we generally want to talk about on here. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a little more human interest, I guess. So we're not always talking about politics and you know these morons in Washington. Um, there is a uh, a company called Nolchek Meats that uh, is based out of Wisconsin. And they're currently in a fight with the FDA over certain regulations that the federal government is trying to push on private businesses. Um, now, you can go on their Facebook page. Uh, I linked to the website down below if you'd like to go support the company. Um, from what I hear, I haven't ordered anything from them yet, uh, but I plan to because their food looks awesome. And I've, I've heard great things about all of their different smoked meats and, you know, they do bacon and, and all sorts of uh, just different meat products. Uh, but they're in a fight with the FDA right now over um, the policies that keep flipping back and forth about wearing masks, not wearing masks. Um, I don't know so much about uh, sort of vaccination status with a lot of this yet. That hasn't mm-hmm. seemed to play out, but they're they're under 100 employees, so it probably wouldn't affect them um, based on all that uh, stuff that Biden was talking about last week. Um, that being said, um, they decided after the CDC flipped and the FDA went back on their word um, about um, the choice whether or not to wear masks uh, to just say no and to put their foot down and be like, we're not doing this again. It is their choice. We've talked about it as a company. If people don't like this, they do not have to buy food from us, uh, but we're not doing this anymore and um, basically told uh, the FDA to go yeah, the FDA to go pound sand. I think it's the FDA. Right. Uh, whoever handles... Uh, USADA. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. USDA. I think FDA was involved somewhere in there. They they have like some really long USDA. posts on... I freaking just said USADA. That's the UFC's drugging. Yeah, yeah USDA. <laughs> uh, it's close enough. <laughs> I see. Close enough. We, this is why there's two of us. Because you say that and then I go, oh, right, USDA, even though <laughs> that's not the exact same thing as what you were saying. Right. Um, all of that to be said... Uh, it's good to see some people finally pushing back and you know standing their ground and being like, look, we are a private company. It's like, you need to stop bullying us. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, like what happens with a lot of things in this situation, 
or a lot of people that find themselves in this situation where they push back, uh, the USDA has revoked their ability to sell wholesale to people. So they as a company are still able to operate. They have an online store. You can go to their online store. You can buy their food. Um, but they are not allowed to do wholesale to big um uh, to big companies. So I think, uh, I think an example of this is that because they've lost that, like they wouldn't be able to put their food in a place like Costco or Sam's because that's like it's wholesale or even to maybe potentially to be able to put it in grocery stores since you sell to them wholesale. Um, mm-hmm. and that's real. I mean, they hit them hard and man, this is just one of those things where you realize how much, uh, power the government has over people, whether you have a private business or not, if you're in the food industry and you piss off the uh, USDA, uh, you're you're you could end up being screwed. Yeah. Um, so I, I I heard about it on No Agenda, and I really just wanted to support these guys. Um, so I will be ordering some food from them. So it probably won't be the last time we talk about it on the show. Uh, we'll I do, plan on we'll doing do the a little thing. little food review. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just like I'm keeping a list. I think I said it. Uh, I haven't said it on the podcast yet. Maybe I have, but I don't think I have. I'm keeping a list of all the companies that are requiring mandates and I'm not buying from them anything like that. And then companies like this where they're being harassed by the government, um, I'm going out of my way to support them. Yep. When and where I can, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just reducing as much as possible the footprint in companies that clearly do not care about the individual. That they're they're so caught up in whatever garbage the government um, you know, they're basically at this point, a lot of these big companies are holding hands with the government and, um, you're, you're seeing that a lot with what was going on with Biden and, um, mm-hmm. the companies that are starting to, um, just bend the knee to this. Now, obviously there's not much about, we can do about air travel or some of these other things, but reducing that footprint as much as possible, just being like, you know what? I'll rent a car and drive. Screw the airlines. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> if I can help it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, man, I don't. I don't really have much else to say. Uh, Nolacek, you got two more customers coming your way, uh, so thank you guys uh, for for doing what Joseph and I have been talking about. Companies have been needing to do since the beginning of this thing, and be like, no, no. It's like you're not shutting us down. You're not taking away our business. Um, now, obviously, the wholesale thing is is one one thing, but it, it's just nice to see a company finally someone being like, uh, uh-uh, we're not doing this. Same way a lot of the gym owners did back when uh, when Rona was, I guess, in the height of uh, the news and all of that. So, exactly. All right, dude. Um, so, speaking of Rona, we're gonna get into our rundown for the week, and we're gonna be starting in Australia. <laughs> Oh boy! Good yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see all of this, right? Before yeah, I even I get into this, it. okay. I just wanted to make sure. I know we had, I had, we had mentioned it, but uh, this is uh, depending on who you ask, uh, either a mistake or uh, the truth wanting to come out from the let's see the health chief in Australia. Will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening? Because they're not at the moment. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. And yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Our response may be differently, different if we know that people are fully vaccinated. So we're working through a number of those um, issues. But we will have to reflect and learn. Okay, so hopefully everybody caught what she said right there. Uh, Joseph... Yeah. Do you want me to play it again? 
yeah play i'll it. play i'll play uh yeah here we go just play that play that specific up until that specific part all right opening and people going back to pods and stuff because our exposure sites still will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening because they're not at the moment um we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order <laughs> ding 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 i know i still i gotta get us bells or something dude um and immediately all over social media and everywhere it was fact checkers examining this saying you know oh, we'll uh, this. the new war order isn't related to the conspiracy theory and <laughs> stuff like this and i'm like and, you're and just making it more believable exactly uh if if they had just ignored it and let it mm. You know what I mean? It just would not have been as big of a deal. And this is the problem, again, with the government is they just they don't understand people and they don't understand sort of like modern culture and the way that it works. Because but I mean, she just said, like, we will be looking at this in the new world order. It's like, what else were you trying to say? (laughs) Well, it's not so surprising, given the draconian measures uh, and anti freedom, anti anti God, uh, anti um, freedom anti people measures that Australia has taken with COVID. Uh, you know, for example, um, I just found out today that actually, I, I think I was reminded about it today, but uh, four newborn babies have died because they were denied heart surgery because of COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then just, you know, with what we talked about last time with the COVID cars, you know, trains and internment camps is just crazy. Yeah. And I, I put a link in here. Uh, it's not a great it, it's not a great clip. Actually, we'll just go ahead and play it. Okay. Um, I'll uh, I'll push it ahead a little bit because there's not a lot of audio at the very beginning. But uh, this was uh, posted by the Libertarian Party in uh Connecticut and it's essentially a video of the camps in Australia where people are saying and the guy kind of talks about uh, some of this so let me uh, let me play this real quick yeah we'll just wait okay we'll just wait patiently to be fed it's like when you shake the uh the bag of dog the dog treats and the dogs come running <laughs> we're all just outside waiting just let the cops come around and tell this woman I'm staying over here as well because there was about five seconds in between her taking a cup of a sip of her cup of tea, and she took her face mask down. Cops came around literally on the dot and just pulled her up for it. And she said, "Well, I'm drinking my tea." And they said, "Well, not right now. You're not put your face mask on." So, uh, yeah. So that's that's basically what's going on in in those camps. I mean, I, oh man, uh, we don't we don't have a ton of time to get into it, but. No, we don't. But we both know that the good guys of history have always forced people to go to camps. Every great leader <laughs> I can think of throughout time has always done that. Uh, oh, whoops. I, my Our show notes just flew across to one of my other screens. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. And uh, it's it's scary, dude, the way that a lot of people are looking at this stuff and they're still going – Oh, it's not as bad as you think that it is. I saw this guy Kyle Kalinsky, who I, I follow on Twitter. He's like a, a pretty like bleeding heart liberal for the most part, mm-hmm. but he's he's good on some stuff. Like he's good on war. He's he's kind of like the left version of um uh Tucker Carlson. Like mentally, like the way that they think. It's like oh, if yeah. Tucker Carlson was a lefty, he'd pretty much be Kyle Kalinsky because he he's he's so 
just sort of in that camp. But there are things that I go, yes, when it comes to war, I generally agree with you. Yes, when it comes anything that it's like the war on blank, it's sort of like the two of them are step in toe. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of can can get on board with what you're saying in this situation. But then a lot of the other stuff that they say, I'm like, y'all are just missing the mark. Like he, yep. Kyle put out some tweet and he goes, I don't know with the whole Biden thing that happened, which I, I think we're talking about that this week. I'm not even sure I put it in here. It's it's not that big of a deal. Um, it's something we can talk about later uh, if we need to. But, you know, Biden comes out and he says, well, we're mandating for all federal employees that they get vaccinated. And then we're also um, any company, private company with 100 uh, employees or more, uh, they're either going to have to get vaccinated or get tested every week, right? It was every mm-hmm. week. So Kyle comes out and he goes, it's not as if they're forcing the vaccine on you guys. You can just get tested every week. And I'm like, dude, how do you not see that that's not okay either? Like the point yeah, is right. forcing things onto people that they don't want. <laughs> yeah. How can I make it as tedious as possible and strenuous on the person to force the outcome I want? Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of uh, the thing that's been so annoying about the entire situation. And it's, and, and it's really, I get it. It's just talking heads on on Twitter. Like most of these people aren't involved in any of our lives to any major degree, but mm-hmm. it, it's just, it, it's, it makes me a little nervous sometimes seeing the way that at least some people out there think. think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's disheartening for sure. Especially just, you know, how Dr. Fauci and some of our other leaders have called Australia the golden standard of COVID protocols. And you have people, you know, they have to, um, if you're quarantining in your home, um, by law, you have to have a sign displaying your quarantine status. Um, your Australia's built quarantine camps that we've talked about Uh to where a positive cases must go to. So they're being forced to go there. Um, how far we've come from people not believing that Canada was going to, even enact some sort of like government mandated facility. Yep. Exactly. To, to, oh man, I forgot about can that. Can you believe that? That was like I mean, February. We talked time, about that. I'd, I'd have to look to see when we, when I posted that video on YouTube, uh, which is one of our most watched by the way. Um, yeah. People love it, man. Yeah, dude. And then like, I, I've seen a video uh, to where, People in quarantine are treated like prisoners and harassed by, you know, a woman was harassed by police for blowing her mask to drink tea. Right. Just absolutely crazy. So um, I, I wanted to play this because it was kind of making the rounds. And uh, it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, brother, of course, people are pulling this stuff out of the woodworks. But this is Nancy Pelosi um, from uh, a oh, while back. Nancy. Yeah, uh, I I don't have an actual date for when she said this but this was not recent this was probably six months ago six months plus ago but i mean if you know your opinion on something can change every six months this is kind of scary so uh let me go ahead and play this real quick so here's the thing we are we cannot require someone to be vaccinated that's just not what we can do it is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't Oh, uh, seems pretty clear to me. Yep. Uh, all right, Joseph, we're uh, we're gonna move on with life, I guess. Let's do it. Congratulations, everyone. They do not have the ability to do that. From the Speaker of the House herself. Yeah, and you know this is the most interesting thing about uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on with the mandates that uh, that Biden is attempting to put in place. Um, he can't just he he's not a king. He can't just say this is what we're doing now, 
right? Congress makes the laws. Like, the Senate and the House put laws together. They vote on them. They're then sent to the president and signed in, right? David, that's one big assumption <laughs> that you just made. And that's uh, the assumption that Congress actually wants to work. <laughs> Dude, no kidding. I didn't even legislate. I didn't even put in the Madison Cawthorn uh, business will be booming clip for this week, but we're gonna talk oh, about that one week. Man. We we had too much to get to, and I was like, uh, we'll we'll wait on that. Um, yeah, let's do it next week. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, Maybe you can take it the Bible study. Oh yeah, well, I he he's uh oh man. Okay, on a tangent. So <laughs> that I saw that clip uh last week i think and i thought i thought about doing like a solo video on it but i figured mm-hmm. i should have you here so that you can help keep me like centered Grounded. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh i saw madison i mean he was like he doesn't really talk to anybody when he's there i mean you know how how it goes with uh with that kind of when stuff them, but when the big celebrities politicians yeah he also probably I, I mean i don't even if, you know if he remembers this conversation but i i think i made him mad one time because i told him that the military uh there was too much money being spent on the military <laughs> oh man that's a hot topic for republicans dude. yeah dude um i'm still right about that but it's oh it's fine. definitely um and then uh you know i follow him on twitter or whatever and he posts some random tweet about just something that's not even that important as far as like what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, then all the stuff goes down with Joe Biden and he's posting about him being at uh, that gun range. Uh, oh man, what's the name of that place? Uh, Terran Tactical. That's the place where they trained Keanu Reeves for um, John Wick. Oh, that's hilarious. And uh, I was like, hey man, I-, I mean, I didn't say this to him, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, hey man, you, you see what the president just did? I mean, like, aren't you, you going to say anything? Cause you're kind of my representative. It's like, come on, man. And here's the thing: uh, he gets he gets kind of like just dragged through the mud for a he lot does. of alleged stuff that I don't really even believe at this point. I, and there's just been uh, no one's been able to bring any sort of like lawsuits up. It doesn't seem like anything's really happening with all that. And so it's like, uh, and then like you know they're they try to pull the whole like Nazi thing with him too. And I'm just like, come on guys. I was like, I knew the guy for a, a decent amount of time when he was coming to Biltmore and coming to small group, like five or probably five years ago at this point. But I was like, I, I feel like some of that would have come out in the way that he talked. <laughs> if he really was that way. Yeah. I like, right. Uh, I mean, people are pretty good about hiding who they are. Um, but at the same time, there's only, you know, it's like the truth wants to come out, right? New world order and all that. That's what I was just about to say. I mean, I think it's just easy to, you know, for both sides, but especially with on the left to uh, characterize um, just the hurl insults at them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just it's so much easier. And it's why I've even had conversations with people about the different stuff when they come at Joe Biden for like falling asleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you do know that you just sound like the other side. Right. And they're like, exactly. what? And I'm like, do you want to be better than them? And, and here's the thing. I'm not necessarily against throwing crap at people when it's like well-deserved, but if you're just going, ha ha, look, the president fell asleep, but you don't really have any evidence of that. You know, it's, it, it doesn't look so good. And I was even uh, before it seen it became pretty obvious that he was like checking his watch, uh, at the, the returning of all of the, uh, service members from Afghanistan that were killed mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. 
which it seems that seems pretty obvious obvious at this point and it, and it kind of felt like the uh the media was trying to run cover for him by saying he was like yeah. messing with his rosary but i've heard enough i've heard an argument that it was like that's not how people do that they actually take the rosary out and they're holding the rosary right and mm-hmm. even if that's the case as the president of the united states and having a whole team of people that are supposed to help you with optics use the people that's like your if your optic optics team isn't helping you with the stuff you need to fire those people right yeah, whoever's exactly. in charge of your literally your appearance when you're in public those people should be gone if this sort of stuff keeps happening which it does and i'm like who is running this for him it's a cl- it's literally it, it a clown so show cl- clear that he was checking his watch like when is this going to be over with yeah i mean self-evident that's what you, know you what do mean? it's what you do there is literally no other like motion oh, that people use one of the mothers who lost her son her Facebook account got suspended because she called out President Biden. Yeah, I heard about that. Not surprising. You no, know, no, we no, know who Big Tech works for. Yeah. Even though they're trying to, like, say that Facebook is for, like, QAnon. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, Facebook's right. in that weird space right now where it's like the conservatives don't like them and the progressives kind of don't like them because the conservatives think that they're working for the progressives and the progressives think that they're working for, like, Q. I don't even know how they think they're working for Q. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. They're like, all these moms on Facebook are sharing disinformation. It's like, who cares? It's like, why is, why are, why are you trying to fight like, like stay at home moms on Facebook? What do you fight misinformation with David? Truth. Exactly. And being a better, being a better debater. Your honor. I rest my case. You have to be a master debater. Exactly. Just what, just like Ted said. <laughs> you, you have to be, <laughs> I can't even get it out now. I was like, oh, you have to oh, be a, a master debater on Facebook in order to, uh, to win. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it goes. That, that's how I, oh man. Anyway. Um, all right. Uh, a little more with this, uh, Rona rundown. We're going to hear from potentially my least favorite person on the planet currently. Ooh, let's see. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I mm, we'll get into it. Let me play this clip. This Old is Leanna Wynn herself. Yeah, yeah. She was. <laughs> she uh, she uh, she's potentially so evil that even Planned Parenthood only kept her around for two weeks. <laughs> she's like They're the president. Like, yeah, she was the president for like uh, Planned Parenthood for like two weeks, and then they canned her. Now she's just a spokeshole in C- uh, CNN. So anyway, um, this is just some. Uh, okay, so the reason that I'm playing this just to give it a little backdrop is that this it some of this stuff is the narrative you're starting to see come out of the mainstream media um whether it be from places like cnn or podcasts that lean more in that direction uh so i just mm-hmm. wanted to, to to play this um so people kind of get an idea do it i don't think it goes far enough i actually think that what zeke said about interstate travel was exactly right but in this case we have childhood immunizations that we don't even think about all 50 states have laws on the books to require routine childhood immunizations which we really should be looking at the COVID vaccine the same way and when it comes to employers i think what the biden administration did was was quite brilliant because it gives air cover for businesses that have wanted to do this, that have wanted to put vaccine mandates in place, but they didn't want to have their employees complain about them. Now they can say, hey, 
we didn't really want to do this, but the, uh, the administration, the federal government is making us do it. It also helps to level the playing field so that people aren't then going to threaten to go to another workplace. If every workplace has that same requirement, that's a good thing. So I don't think it's overreach. I think this is what's needed in the middle of a pandemic. And in fact, I think the Biden administration, if anything, could have gone even further. Let's see what happens next. Okay. Uh, so she thinks that for interstate travel, vaccine mandates should be in place basically a passport Mm -hmm. Um, she also thinks from what i can tell uh, from reading some of her other tweets and a few other things that i've heard from her uh that children i'm not even sure if she's got like an age range on that uh should all uh, be forced to take this um, she also, what was the other thing she said? Oh, talking about workplace, right? She's like, this is cover for the workplace. And and this is where she, she kind of loses the plot. I think a little bit, even in her own head, mm-hmm. um, because she says, uh, workplaces can now use this as cover because they can say, oh, well, oh, workplaces that have been allegedly right. Cause she kind of just throws this out there. They've been wanting to put these mandates in the whole time. Right. right. Uh, which I mean, I'd have to look into that, but like you probably could do that as a private company. If you just one day decided like, well, this is what like in the same way that masks might be in in a private business. If someone decided we want you to wear a mask, if you are working here, um, you probably could. I, I don't know. There might there's there might be some like legal ramifications there, but you probably could have tried to enact that or at the very least been strongly uh, suggesting, hey, this is what we would like. The This is the policy that we would uh, like to stick by that we think that you should do this, right? Whether you can actually uh, get people to do that who work for you or not is another question. Um, but she's kind of confused there because she's like, oh, well, these places want to do that. And Biden was brilliant in m- forcing them to now do that. Yeah, and, it, right. and it was like, but these people, you know, it's like it's kind of been a joke going around. But like there's a lot of people that are worried about losing their jobs, not because of the mandate. Well, because of the mandate, because they're like, well, now we'll just have 99 employees. Like if we're close to that number, we'll just have 99 people that work for us and fire everyone else. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, now, there's some stuff. There's like ways that I've heard that people are getting around it. They're opening up a separate business and just hiring those people into that. So you'll have like you know, 80 in one and then 20 in another, you know, and obviously those are just round numbers that we're using. Um, but yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, man. Uh, I definitely, if, okay, let me, I wish I had some tinfoil. Let, let me put on my tinfoil. Hold on, let me say, let me, let me say, say one say more this. thing. Let me say okay, one more thing. At the end of that, you heard what she said, right? She I said, I said. don't think Biden went far enough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I will say this. Uh, if there's a... I wouldn't be shocked if it came out that she was one of the, uh, the educators from last year that, what was it, the State Department came out with a report, said that the um, Communist Party of China, China uh, has oh. infiltrated our, you know, just like different spheres in America you know, entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, news media, education, et cetera. I would not be surprised if she was one of them just because of, you know, the same type of measures they use there that she wants to enforce. Now, maybe she just uh, garnered inspiration from them. It's possible. Um, 
but I mean, a lot of draconian, uh, inhumane measures she wants to take that doesn't make absolutely any sense. I mean, no. the, I think what they don't understand too is, you know, you and I, we haven't been personally, personally for, for myself and for you, for the vaccine. Um, we think that, uh, first off, we have religious exemption reasons. Secondly, we also think that, um, you know, uh, the long-term effects, the risks associated with it that are unknown outweigh the risk of getting COVID for us since we're in the age group to where uh, a 99.9% that will survive yeah, and, and everything. So, again, if the vaccine works and it's which data is coming out that it's not as effective as they were saying in the beginning, the goalpost keeps getting moved, it doesn't make any sense to start mandating something that's not even a perfect vaccine that doesn't have a, you know, I could even better understand their argument. I would still think it's wrong, but I could better understand their argument if it was 100%. Yeah, know, like one yeah like one breakthrough case yeah if if like israel wasn't three jabs deep and 75 percent of those people have been breakthrough cases going on four now yeah that's the next one and so it's it's so crazy to me that they're just they keep going with this and it and i i can't help you know what's even crazier than that hmm. the uk boris johnson uh, yeah. has dropped the vaccine passport mandates yeah, they're not going to do it. He, they oh well, we're going to get into a, a little bit of of potentially what you know. There seems to be some 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 shady stuff going on that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that that kind of has been listening to us for a while or that that kind of knows the way we think about a lot of this stuff when it comes to different governments. Um, but I uh, there's two. There's <laughs> I just realized why you named that call call for the devil and she shall appear. <laughs> that's a, that's a Batman quote. Bane says that um, there's a there's a part in uh, The Dark Knight Rises where Batman and Catwoman are talking about Bane, and he just shows up in the room and he goes, "Call for the devil, and he shall appear." And I was like, no, she, "Perfect, yep. she." It's a she covery now. <laughs> oh yes, she's she's definitely the head of the she covery. Oh my gosh, yeah. Trudeau. It's um, a shero. <laughs> <laughs> she's a shero. The shero we all deserve. Uh, okay so uh, i've got two more clips for the rona rundown and then we're going to move on to some uh a couple things about 9 11 uh and then we may close out um maybe we'll we'll talk about some of this church and the rona stuff next week if you're cool with that yeah that's fine with me um okay so uh this is out of north carolina a uh uh it says it's a video senior doctors and marketing director at uh, North Carolina, uh, at in, wow, somebody didn't write that up right, uh, the, at a North Carolina hospital discuss inflating COVID-19 numbers uh, by counting recovered patients as active COVID patients. Um, so we're going to just play this clip real quick. It's about two right. minutes. Um, the dashboard and how it's set up myself as far as how we get information out to the community on meaningful numbers, we do oh. that on a weekly basis. So that's on our website, and we've been sharing that through social channels as well, particularly those graphics that show the number of patients in-house, the percentage of them that are unvaccinated, the percentage of unvaccinated people in the ICU, and the percentage of deaths 
and the numbers. So those are numbers that we put out as far as we don't get into details of floor. Or right. Those other numbers are certainly out there. Right. I, I guess my feeling at this point in time is maybe we need to be completely a little bit more scary for the public. Then there's another comment is I completely agree. There are many people still hospitalized that we're considering post-COVID, but we're not counting in those numbers. So how do we include those post-COVID people in the numbers of the patients we have in the hospital? So is that all the people who have been in the hospital since the beginning of COVID? Well, or is it that are still in it? And that's something that I can take to someone else. But I think those are important numbers. The patients that are still in the hospital, that are off the COVID floor, but still are occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. Okay. Carolyn, we call those, I'm sorry, we, we're calling those recovered now. If you look at yeah. the Navant Health dashboard, they're listed as recovered. But I do think it, from our standpoint, we would still consider them a COVID patient because they're still healing. Yeah. So I think that that needs to be highlighted as well. Yeah. Because once they're off isolation, they drop from the COVID numbers. That's exactly right. Kellen, we can talk offline and yeah. how we run that up to marketing. And right. So I'm just going to say, Carolyn, I think we have to be more blunt. We have to be more forceful. We have to say something coming out. You know, you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. I mean, let's just, let's just be really blunt to these people. That pretty much speaks for itself, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's kind of towards the very end right there, but, you know, the this marketing director of a hospital wants to make it more scary, wants to count recovered COVID patients as current COVID patients. And also is like, we need to basically be like, well, if you don't get this, you're going to die. Absolutely crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. I, I mean, this is, I mean, this is happening in my state. Oh, that's in North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that, man. Why is that not surprising either? Oh my gosh, dude. It's just, it's crazy. The only thing that I can think of, and it's like the one bit of sort of like hope that I have with a lot of this, is that you're going to see a lot of people try to find alternative means to healthcare and not in like a, well, we're just not going to go to the hospital anymore. You know, we're going to like find like, Eastern medicine, but more of a, hey, doctors are going to change the way they do things. It's like maybe you're not going to see these giant hospitals anymore and people are going to be looking for something that's a little more um, local, if you will. Uh, I don't even know if that's possible. I assume to some degree that's hosp that, that's possible if you're not talking about emergency situations. Like if you're like, I'm going in because I have the flu, you don't necessarily need to go to a big hospital for that, right? Right. Well, I mean, so before COVID and everything happened, I remember talking to plenty of doctors and nurses and stuff to where, uh, you know, at least, you know, where I used to live in Georgia and Atlanta, mm -hmm. Macon, Valdosta, multiple hospitals across them. Right. And them saying that, you know, common refrain is that, you know, how packed that they constantly are everywhere. And the problem was, is that 
people use the ER for every little thing instead of going to family care or urgent care that are supposed to handle those type of things. Smaller things. The ER, yeah, exactly. Smaller, not severe issues, whereas the ER is strictly set up for emergency responses, right? Right. And I I imagine because we, I say we, but because state, local, federal governments, the mainstream media all blew COVID out of the water in a way that was like, you're going to die. Everyone was flooding the hospitals rather than being like, oh, I feel a little ill today. Maybe I need to go see my doctor. Well, I mean, and people see, understand, like, uh, and so like the shortages that are happening now from hospitals having to lay off, you know, doctors and nurses due to uh, uh, elective procedures being mm-hmm. canceled, um, a l- other a lot surgeries of being canceled that weren't necessarily nece- necessary due to the harsh COVID restrictions. Yeah. And again, even if you wanted to give them the first two, or the first month, the first three months or something, but eventually had to make sense. So again, you know, from bad COVID policy, from the government getting involved, uh, um, you have that happen. Then on top of that, they start mandating the vaccines for hospital mm-hmm. workers that were the heroes last year, this yeah. time last year. And so all of that has led to um, the problem we're having in, and, and probably some other things I'm not thinking of in hospitals. Then Joe Biden comes out last week and mandates the vaccine. And this, all this stuff builds uh, it's going back to what I was saying, how kind of like our stances on the vaccine. Again, we're not telling people not to get the vaccine. We have our own personal concerns. But if your doctor recommends for you to get it, by all means, get it. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a if, vulner- if choice, vulnerable group, I, it's yes. like, yeah. And and that's the thing is like I've I've had conversations with people where they almost like look at me as if I'm I'm like, dude, I don't care what you do. Like, yeah. if you if you I, I if you think <laughs> if you problem, think it's best the for you is that with Biden mandating this and all these things I'm describing that has happened and more, it builds up that vaccine um, hesitancy to use that term, even though Biden yeah. and Kamala themselves and and Pelosi and um, other Democrats uh, before Biden was elected came out against the vaccines. Yeah, so, it's just, dude, it's sketchy. I, I, the it's the out the rollout sketchy. the rollout is sketchy on top of how weird they are about natural immunity and some other things. And it, and okay, so, and I think I've run run this down a little bit before, and then we'll move on to some of this nine eleven stuff before we close out. Um, the the timeline for this, right? They like bring this out and like. Uh, I am, I'm not really like a first adopter. Like I, I'm not generally like a, a, someone who will immediately go out and, uh, adopt like everything. Right. Like, unless we're talking right. about the new PlayStation, it's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, people are going to jump on this. I was like, let me just, let me play the wait and see approach. That's generally, I, it, it, it's how I do things. It, it's kind of just how I've always done things. Usually people are very respectful of that. Uh, clearly it's different with this. But when you see that and then you see them pushing so hard, right, and then getting to the point where um, Biden's saying things like it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We're trying to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Essentially um, making the unvaccinated, the quote, quote unquote unvaccinated. It's such a weird dude. It's so weird. Like these weren't things two years ago. And they're right? changing definitions to yeah. fit the narrative. And so it, all of this stuff is highly, highly suspect. I, I will say one thing, though. And when did – I'm just – when did the left become a proponent for Big pharmaceutical f- companies? Yeah, they always have been. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that it was always 
kind of veiled, right? Because you most people see these pharmaceutical ads on all of these mainstream media channels, mm-hmm. including Fox News, by the way. Yep. And they Fox go, News. oh, uh, yeah, no big deal. This is just, this is ads, whatever. Uh, but now it, it should be obvious who is in the pocket of a lot of these companies and who the most powerful people in the country are. And it's not really the president and his cabinet. It's a lot of these big corporations. It's why um, a lot of uh, libertarians or people who kind of fall into those liberty camps are talking about corporatocracy, like beyond just like fascism. It's like the, the corporate uh, com- these these big corporate companies seem to have more power and more sway than anyone else in the country. And they are setting regulations, rules, mandates, whatever the case may be, um, even over Biden. I mean, he's a puppet. We all know he is. Oh, um, absolutely. In the same way that one, the person we're probably about to talk about was also a massive puppet uh, for his administration. Um, yep. But I do want to say one thing, um, and I thought this was actually a pretty valid point, I can't remember who made it, so forgive me, but uh, I remember seeing this on Twitter where someone said, this can't become a thing where you have different factions who are advertising for different pharmaceutical drugs because you have the vaccine people, but then you also have the people who are like die-hard ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine people. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so sure, there's evidence, especially I think they, they said in early... Um, despite what a lot of the horse paste talk is about, um, there's, there's evidence that especially in with early symptoms that, uh, ivermectin in particular can help with those things. So, and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not here to debate any of that. What I'm saying, all I'm saying is be careful using your political views for what pharma, like the kind of drugs for medical purposes. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it's like, if, if something can save your life, even if it is Joe Biden being the one who's who's saying that you should get this, um, you know, at, at least consider it. Look into it for yourself and stop relying on CNN or Ben Shapiro or any of these other people or you know, or us. It's like we're we're not medical doctors. Uh, we're we just not experts. No, we just read and we try to come to the best conclusion we can because in a free society. I can make up my decision for myself, even if that means I eat. I end up shoving horse, actual horse paste down my mouth, which did happen for a couple of people, but not to the. Le- it's not what Joe Rogan was doing. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. The amount of you lies that have been coming out. By a doctor, and then also yeah. the Japanese Medical Association um, uh, has approved the use of ivermectin for COVID, and they're typically really conservative about medically about what they choose to use, uh, from what I've read. And so, and then you know, elsewhere is as well. Uh, so, I mean, it's just it, that, again, when you have something like that, it just makes it, it's not even like they're saying, hey, take the vaccine. And you know what? If you happen to get COVID and you've been vaccinated, you use ivermectin because it has shown to be effective. Mm-hmm. You, it's not like even they're still saying, hey, we recommend the vaccine. And then, hey, if you do get infected with COVID, whether if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, use ivermectin, too, because it will. Ha- you know what I mean? Yeah. There, uh, there's just. There's also Suspect. like um, uh, monochloral antibodies that that's yep. starting to get rolled out in some places. North Carolina is doing it. Florida is doing it. So I, I will see. Yeah. There's um, intravenous vitamins along with every, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, and go to the gym. Good lord, go yep. to the gym. I. It, oh man, well that's a topic Stop for McDonald's. Yeah, that's a topic for another day. But man, I'm I'm so tired of seeing people who uh, look like they can't even walk down their stairs without catching or like running out of breath, yeah. uh, telling me what healthcare is and how to take to, to be healthy. It's, it's insane, dude. I'm just, I'm so sick of it. 
Uh, all right, let's move. Let's move on to uh, to nine eleven. Um, so the anniversary was this past Saturday uh, from recording this, and everyone had something to say, including myself. But it was only a little spicy meme, um, and it was dedicated to the guy that we're about to play this clip of. So uh, let me play this, and then we'll kind of get into to some of that. David's favorite president. <laughs> As a nation, our adjustments have been profound. Many Americans struggled to understand why an enemy would hate us with such zeal. The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdainful pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing duty to confront them. As a nation, our... Okay. Honestly, the biggest takeaway from this, right? A lot of people actually, when he he first said this, thought that he was talking about uh, Antifa and Mm -hmm. people tearing down statues last year and burning buildings. And, you know, I think there was like 30 plus people that died throughout all of that, uh, innocent people. And uh, it seems that what he was really talking about was good old January 6th. (laughs) Yep. And so, of course, on... 9-11, 9-11, the 20th anniversary, uh, not only was he saying that uh, January 6th what is, was as bad as Al-Qaeda, I mean, he didn't directly say it, but it's it's what's implied, uh, that January 6th was as bad as Al-Qaeda crashing two planes, and we're, we're just going to go with the, the, the narrative. I know that there are some people, people that I like, who are kind of like truthers. <laughs> In some of this stuff, um, which is fine. I, you know, that's, uh, you, you can debate that there's, there's certain things that for sure are sketchy about the whole situation. Um, I, I, it's hard to deny some of that. Um, but we're just going with the fact that Al Qaeda, uh, flew two planes into the twin towers in New York city. Mm-hmm. Um, around 3000 people died in the towers, not to mention the pe- like people who tried to help save people afterwards, um, people who died later on because of the inhalation of um, dust and debris and whatnot from the, the towers crashing. And people are still um, who are still alive from from the situations, I think, are still having some issues uh, like health issues uh, because of that. So. It's just insane to see, and I sent you some of these posts or whatever from people, like verified people on Twitter who were still saying like this January 6th is worse than 9-11, you know, and and people are literally showing pictures of people jumping from the tower because it was potentially a better option than just being crushed to death in the debris and being like, yeah, this is definitely like January 6th. And this has been a, dude, I posted the first video to our YouTube page um, talking about the January 6th uh, event uh, back in January. Like it was the day, a day or two after the situation happened when kind of things had cooled off just a little bit. 
And mm-hmm. we we are still oh, and it was because it was Chuck Schumer came out and said that it was as bad as Pearl Harbor and and nine eleven. I completely agree with you. It's ridiculous for politicians and anyone to compare Jan- what happened with January six, which wasn't a insurrection, and to nine eleven. Even if you wanted to say it was. It was, I mean, you had people falling out of freaking buildings because they had to decide, do I want to plummet to my death and die instantly like that from, you know, hundreds, possibly thousands of feet high? Yeah. Or uh, do I want to die in a burning building? Yeah. And that's compared to January 6th where there were, were no weapons. The FBI concluded the report and said Trump nor any other right wing organizations uh, led this. Um, there was no, the FBI came out and said there was no conspiracy with this. Uh, and the reason why is because more than likely the FBI had, FBI had informants in there and were trying to instigate stuff according to some (laughs) other reports that came out. That's probably why. And quite truly, I wouldn't be surprised if some of this went back to, uh, different, um, uh, never Trumpers in the Republican party or just Republicans that hated Trump and also Democrats as well. So. Again, it's all optics, it's psyop, and I think it's what it's about is the establishment party, the, which is made up of Republicans and Democrats trying to maintain control. And it is something I've talked about since 2008, since I've been involved in politics. Republicans and Democrats are the same. Yeah. Trump, I'm not a Trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination. Trump was just a little bit off from them, right, with some things. And he's a, he's a Democrat. He is a Democrat, but I just I, you, I just you saw how he went against them just some, right? Yeah. Just a little bit. And how just in a lot of ways, I guess you could say, sure. uh, compared to other presidents in, in that comparison and how pissed off they got. I mean, that's why you had them rig against Bernie Sanders. Um, yeah. And it's funny because the a lot of Dems will admit to that, you know, as as every single time you talk about, oh, it's like, did they did they specifically go after Bernie to make sure he didn't get the candidacy and people be like, yes, absolutely. Um, You know, they were pissed that they didn't get Clinton in because, you know, she was going to continue the stuff going on in Iraq. um, Excuse me, in Afghanistan in particular, and obviously in the Middle East uh, in general, Um, she would have been a a good, well-trained puppet for um, not only the CIA, but a lot of these other people who have uh, business in other parts of the world and also in the United States. Um, So Trump was just essentially used uh, to demonize half of the population, and it's still going on, right? And and listen, people can go back and listen to that John Brennan, um, uh, when John Brennan was on uh, after that and talking about all of these different uh, organizations uh, in inside the the country, yeah. and then he just throws libertarians into the end of it, and everyone goes, "Oh yeah, no big deal, no no big." And this is the thing, dude. Okay, so and and this kind of goes along with the last part of the the topic I, I wanted to get into for all this mm-hmm. is the church's response uh, to a lot of this stuff. Um, and actually, let's uh, th- there's a couple um. TG, there's a TGC article. Uh, what is it? Uh, the Gospel, the Gospel Coalition. Coalition. Excuse me. Yeah, TGC. Uh, that's in there that that I saw that they posted about 9/11. I think it was the first one they put up, and it's like 11 things that you should know about uh, 9/11 or something like that. And it was the most 
obscure uh, yeah, like fluff facts. piece like oh they uh, they did all of these little things that legitimately don't matter like let me see if David, i can be careful you can't criticize christian publications oh, these yeah. days oh they're so sensitive i'm sorry you can't criticize oh. liberal big eva uh i don't know why this is in here um organizations these days <laughs> why not because you know why. Uh, so the funniest oh, thing when people say these organizations are not liberal because yeah. they hold this one stance on abortion. No kidding. And it's okay. like. So uh, it says nine things you should know about 9-11's aftermath 20 years later. The ground zero fires burned for almost 100 days. Cool. The cleanup took more than eight months. Cool. 20 people were rescued from ground zero. All right. Almost 3,000 people have died because of the 9-11 attacks. I think it's actually. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 a little more than that actually. I don't anyway. Uh more than 15,000 people have died from 9/11 related cancers, which it's like wire four and five, not just one thing. If right. almost 3,000 people have died because of the 9/11 attacks, wouldn't you put number 5 in those numbers? Anyway, I'm being I'm being picky about that, but uh the steel at ground zero I noticed that too. I yeah. was like that's funny. Uh, the steel at Ground Zero was recycled for various purposes, including memorials. You're like, oh my gosh. Uh, and I say all this, that these guys are putting uh, articles out, and they're they're supposed to be sort of like a Christian publication. And, um, really Hang be- on for a second. Yeah. Number seven is grounding of aircraft caused the temperature to rise across the U.S. So you're saying because they <laughs> were injecting carbon who cares so they're making a case against climate i don't know dude listen if i'm opening up an article and i want to like reminisce if you will for whatever reason or whatever their intention was in in writing these right why would one of these be grounding of aircraft cause the temperature to rise across the u.s who cares what does that have to do with anything? Like, how does that have any sort of effect on, I, I just don't understand. It was like, he, they just found, they could, why isn't this called like random facts about September 11th? Yeah, right. Or like, I, I don't know. That's man. what I was about to say. And it says the ground zero cross became spiritual symbol of hope. Okay, well, there's your Christian connection, I guess. Um, all of that to be Nine said. things you should know about 9-11's aftermath 20 years later. Of All the things, again, I'm yeah. not sitting here saying that the, <laughs> The people who've died and the, temperature and the people who died related to cancers and stuff that you know, you know that's good. But of all the things to include, of kind of okay. like the lasting effects, how the Patriot Act, the NSA, the it, NDAA, yes! all you know, uh, how Obama used this as we, why not? Obviously, George Bush led us into two wars, created all these organizations through the Patriot Act, along with members of Congress that are still in office today, Republicans and Democrats, who signed on for this. And you're not going to talk about that, how that has taken away our rights? Yeah. I, and here's here's the weird thing, right? So you and I have been talking about oh, this. I'm sorry. Let sorry, me just ahead. say, uh, going along with the NDAA, oh, man. I got to go back to my notes and read them. Yeah. Um, but the NDAA, if you're viewed as a terrorist, hey— Goodbye to your uh, your trial. They can take you um, whenever they want you and question you with all a lawyer and mm -hmm. everything else. Mm -hmm. So they're, 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 the state's got way too much power. And the thing that has been bugging me, and we'll we'll probably talk about this next week because I have some 
some theories because that's what they are uh, about some of the stuff that's going on with the church specifically. Um, and mm-hmm. I, it's just this like this thing that I can't get out of the back of my mind uh, about some uh, about church leaders and about some of these bigger organizations that have a lot of influence within the church. Um, and there's no way for me to, without uh, someone like Rick Warren coming out and saying, yes, this is the case, uh, mm-hmm. for me to be able to to say, ha-ha, see, I was correct. Because um, I, I don't think you'll find out about this stuff otherwise. Um, but there's just this weird lack of consideration about the last 20 years. Not only in that article, but a lot of the other ones. Uh, there's another How about a war or wars that killed Tens of thousands of innocent civilians from drone oh, strikes millions. And, and other stuff. The, the, the estimated millions. number, I think, in Afghanistan alone is around a million people over the last 20 years. Yeah. Nine things to remember about. <laughs> and this is this is what this is what I'm talking about is that we. OK, so we have I've been. All right. Uh, we'll close out after this. But like I've been okay. kind of like dipping my toe into like spicy memes, like kind of trying to like in a more joking way, put information out there to people to try to get them to, to potentially see the sort of like hazard of continuing to grow closer and close, like the church growing closer and closer to the state. Um, mm-hmm. cause like, like we've talked about in the past, like, I feel like that's what's happening with CRT. I feel like, uh, a lot, a lot of these different justice movements and things that, um, on their face aren't necessarily wrong as far as some of the beliefs that are held by people in the church um, that are thinking this way. The problem is, is that there seems to be this marriage um, to local governments, federal governments to push through things because they feel like that is the uh, Christian thing to do, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe I'm kind of wrong in the way that I'm, I'm, I'm saying this right now, but it, it, it worries me because, you know, I put some of these memes out because I'm people are like trying to be don't even get attacked. I, I, I know you I'm the one that gets. I don't know why people won't won't talk to me about it. It's the it's most ridiculous me. thing. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, I, yes. Yeah, it's funny. Like Joseph got a lot of the hate and everyone on my end was like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I just want someone to go. I've never the way thought that about I present this. myself. Maybe. Maybe. It's, yeah. Uh, Maybe they think I'm an idiot, or maybe they don't think I'm an idiot, and they're like, "Hey, I'm surprised." So you they think I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, maybe they think you're an idiot, <laughs> or both of That's us. Fine. And they're I, yeah. like, "Well, he's an idiot. We can engage with." Uh, but I just—it's crazy, isn't it? Yes, there's this this notion that, and I had, I had talked to you about this earlier today. That there's a notion that we shouldn't. Because I, I posted this meme and it was like mm-hmm. this little anime cartoon or whatever of a, a girl and she's pushing another girl in a wheelchair and the girl that's uh, not in the wheelchair it says like uh, church leaders and the girl in the wheelchair it says what uh, stand uh, standing up to the state and then the girl pushes the little girl in the wheelchair over a cliff uh, implying right that the church has no intention of standing up to the state no matter what's going on because personally that's kind of what I see happening right like there are little bits of it here and there right obviously when mm-hmm. you generalize you're not going to it's it's not everyone there have been people who have said like no we're not going to let you mandate these things you're, we're not going to let you close down our churches yeah. i um, guess specifically who would she say when we when we talk about the church let's be specific 
um, in who we're generalizing. So specifically, who we're generalizing is big evangelicalism. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, gonna need to, I'm not going to call them out right now. No, we, and we don't have to. We've, we talked about it last week podcast. a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked again, about these people. And and yeah. that's that's the point was to generalize to get a broad amount of people to start thinking, well, is this true? That's there are certain tactics that, that you use, not because you're you're trying to talk to specific people, but yeah. you're saying or create dissension. Yeah, like we are headed metaphorically off a cliff as the church if we do not look to see how our congregations 20 years ago were in favor of going to war. Well, David, let me ask you a question. Yes. You say that. Why are we talking about Be Big Eva and then the other uh, more liberal organizations within? Big evangelicalism is liberal. Yeah. Because they're Greg Locks of the world or the Trump probably. Well, I would say progressive. World. Can we say that? I, yeah, I don't. Let's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way. Progressive. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. But the Greg Locks of the world, uh, the Trump prophets of the world, they're not the ones in positions of power. They don't have a huge sphere of influence. And most people can hear, like, because they're already, because they're associated with Trump, mm-hmm. they all automatically have their skepticism well, goggles it- on. And so they can they can see, okay, well, this may be true, but all of this isn't true. You know what I mean? Yes. But they're not doing that. But I also my opinion. I also believe in. Well, I also believe in consistency. Right. So as far as like evangelical Christian churches are concerned, you don't see that. But you see people who supported Trump that were like at CPAC and they rolled out the big golden statue of Trump. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, that's the same thing. Like we're it's. But those people aren't in. Uh, they're at not least in, power. in my opinion, they're not in positions of power, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I'm referring to: positions of power. Mm-hmm. Because I laugh. We t- we talked about how stupid it was. I said, "Hey, I would love to buy that just so I can have my gold that I need to buy in case the economy goes <laughs> crap, and then also put it behind me for the podcast." That'd be just hilarious. <laughs> roll that out in in <laughs> yeah yeah in uh the during the apocalypse, you roll out this big One, gold statue of Trump, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> One day, kids, you too can have a big statue, a golden statue yep. of Trump. So I uh, all work of, hard enough. Yeah. All that to be said is that like you and I, you know, I don't like to debate, but I do like talking to people about this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I think memes are a useful way of getting the information out there without having to sound like an in, uh, like a complete uh, douchebag about the situation. Right. Like, yeah, oh, you still sound like it. Anyway. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, but the, it, it's like when people go, I don't know who needs to hear this. I no one talks like that in real life. And I hate yeah. that. And it makes me want to punch people in the face, like oh, legitimately. Yeah, like dude. I count I that like as aggression. That That's aggression towards me when people say that, because it's like, and I'm joking. Aggression. Yeah, I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things that's like, just taught like. Or I'm that's gonna post. Tweet, that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna post. But yeah, I'm gonna. Oh God, I'm I'm sure I'm guilty of some of that too. But I don't think I've ever done that. I don't know who needs to hear this because it. Oh my gosh, it gets under my skin. But yeah. all of that to be said, we're saying these things because the the church and church leaders, whoever they are, they have this opportunity 20 years later to do sort of a, um, what would you call it, like a inward look, for lack of a better way, at themselves and at the church and where the church was and how far it's come and the mm-hmm. things that need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of doing that, their TGC is writing articles about um, the how they grounded all the planes and the, the, the temperature went up 1.8 degrees. 
Yeah, exactly. This is, this is what we're getting instead of, well, you know, over the years, it's come to my attention that around a million innocent people died in Afghanistan because of our intervention there. And you don't get that. In fact, if you if you look at one of the other articles that TGC put in there, it kind of implies that we shouldn't have left, that it was the righteous yep. thing to do to, to stay. And yep. I, I, I'm just like, I, I tell you, man, it's like these are those moments where I'm like, I feel like at least as far as mainstream Christianity is concerned, it's like the exact opposite opinions of the things that I hold. And, and then it go, and you know, you even had someone who we won't mention, of course, uh, who said, well, it's not our place. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, my response to people who say that is, it's like, well, we're called to call out evil. It's like, you're, so you, you need to decide at some point is, you know, whatever presidency it is, bombing hospitals with innocent people in it or bombing, uh, you know, 10 people a couple weeks ago. And I think six of them were children um, on something that they thought was, uh, it was a nonprofit. It, it was an aid worker, by the way. Yeah, with, he was, was carrying their, water, and, and right? That was the person they were worried about was a suicide bomber that bomber that they knew was right. Yeah, and that was ten people who did not deserve to die that the U.S. government killed, and then you still have people Bro, who have the audacity. Just collateral damage, man. If it just prevents one terrorist attack. Oh, yeah, and and this. Oh God, that that line of reasoning makes no sense. And then we'll close out. David, do you not care about one life, one American life? <laughs> Yes. I'm going to start using that for everything. But people don't understand. It's in the same sphere as the natural immunity thing where people go, blowback doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Blowing up innocent people in another country and other people from that country or the surrounding regions seeing what's happening and going, well, I don't – it's like they don't necessarily see Biden and his administration blew up the people. They say America blew those people up. Those were innocent people. You know – I was watching that 9-11 documentary with someone um, or had, I was talking with someone who had watched the 9-11 documentary on Netflix. That Netflix one. And yeah. And they had asked me, they like, hey, man, you know, I know you're a history major and all that stuff. Um, why did Al Qaeda and, you know, the terrorists um, hate us? And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, why did, why did they do the terrorist attacks? And I'm like, well, you know, terrorists first off want to get off the base. They shouldn't have done it. It's evil. It's horrific. I was like. And but if you got to think these are people who don't believe in Christ, right? They're unbelievers. And so you have a country um, that's torn apart by war that has been completely um, has had an American influence of war there. And then there's going to be blowback from that, especially mm-hmm. when we invade even more blow blow, you know, they were like, well, do you think since we're out of Afghanistan, there's, there's a chance for this to happen again. I was like, well, obviously theoretically the chances, you know, mathematically, you know, out there, but if our national security is as good as as they say it is, it shouldn't happen again. And, but the reality is, is that when you have 20 years of blowing up an area in the middle, not, it's it's not even like it's Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, um, the Middle uh, East. I mean, you might as well just Middle say East, the Middle yeah. East. The Middle East. There's going to be blowback. What do you think is going to happen when people are seeing their husbands, wives, children, grandchildren, grandparents, their parents die? Yeah. And all they see is, oh, hey, American. Mm-hmm. But know, that kind uh, that, of stuff happens. That's the thing. People don't want to have that conversation, and they'd rather go, uh, well, it's because they hate our freedom. They hate that yeah. uh, that Joseph wears blue jeans on a regular basis. 
instead of right. and it's like what like that I, I i don't know why i think i think ben Laden just hated uh you know the u.s for whatever reason um so i don't know exactly why bro the he, guys the guys that blew it like that were there because you know how there there was always that thing about oh it was it was for like religious purposes because they were mm-hmm. islamic extremists or whatever mm-hmm. uh, the leaders of the the people who were like essentially did the attacks on 9-11 were at strip clubs the night before oh that's so like it, it's one of those things that's like okay yeah and and, and it's one of those it, it just doesn't make sense and when you when you dig into sort of oh uh, i guess like the the politics of like the different regions like you're saying when we mm-hmm. are the biggest supporters of israel in particular mm-hmm. um that from at least from what i've i've been hearing from some people that also has uh a role to play in those sorts of things mm. and it, and it's not to to go at it like uh, about like the whole what what's the um and we got to close this section out but the um Mm, geopolitical well no there's a term for it for like you know like uh it starts with a d i think i can't even remember anyway it's like yeah, the reason a lot of people make excuses for why um we like give israel like three billion dollars a year for their personal oh, to defense defend them? yeah there's a um, them due to uh, yeah. There's a term for it. It's like a Christian. Yeah, it's like a Christian term or whatever. Dispensationalism. Dispensationalism. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. And it's it's one of those things that it's like people have to kind of like pull themselves away from biases occasionally and just ask themselves mm-hmm. a, the the question like if these places are doing doing these things to people is like is this the stuff that you need to be supporting even if it yeah. goes against like those specific biases that you have because i've had friends that are like well i like i they're like i still think that there's something to like israel being god's chosen people or whatever and i was like okay but if the government's murdering people like you can't just be like oh well it's for the greater good like that just that doesn't fly that makes that's that's don't do evil that good may come yeah all right joseph well we're gonna close out this part of uh the show for tuesday um did you have anything else you wanted to add don't do evil that good may come (laughs) oh and also by the way for the the nda is the national defense authorization act and that was signed under obama in 2011 and the provision i was referencing um was a provision in the ndaa um, which allows for indefinite detention of american citizens without a right to trial Mm. so you know all right guys well we'll be back on thursday uh with our uh, rundown of the Hawkeye trailer, the Matrix Resurrections trailer, uh, and then we're going to be talking about Cowboy Bebop, which I'm kind of excited about. So, um, so we will uh, uh, just look forward to that, and uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort, so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it, homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense, cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain.
my purpose And it's a beautiful thing too Looking at the technological advances I used to be on dial-up looking for answers Now what? Underappreciating was candid And 20 years later we got computers that hand fit Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe Used to go through a label if you trying to blow Now people got more options on the table, gotta post Social media got us connected as ever on every medium Should be more righteous and clever but what we see in this Communication is error and still the devious Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate Cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike God forbid y'all disagree without a fight The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up Jack your trifle subject, your life would write if you give up that You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated And now you pay it forward Let people make your blood boil Emotions firing like microwave for you Or the oil they annoy you You add another's neck for the wrong reasons Election years now seeming like full-blown seasons Man You let politics ruin Or rather control Your whole life, man You gonna be a miserable person Straight up And unfortunately, that's where we're at A lot of people are consumed by this Driving them crazy and they hate their neighbors. Sad.